Hey, what's up out there in podcast land? This is your boy Kai Green, and you're listening to Kai Green Speaks. You're back today for episode number five, where we talk about some of the different ways that people are getting involved with the black experience and talking about how those methods are working or failing. All right, here we go. Today's first question reads, what are some of the effective and respectful ways you've witnessed others standing in solidarity with your black experiences? Well, thank you for this question. And um, honestly, this question really made me think a bit. I'm not sure if you're asking for my own specific experiences or if you're asking the question, you know, if it meant just in the black experience in general. Um, I'll, I'll try to speak to both. You know, when I first read this question, it it gave me some pause because when I reflect back and I just try to look over life and look over this or look over the experience of black people or the experiences that I've had specifically, um, the number of times that I have seen, like really identified, um, effective or you know, blatant solidarity, you know, the idea of standing in solidarity um, has been few and far between. And it really made me ask the question of, you know, have I become so accustomed to being alone? Have I become so accustomed to only relying of, of people of my race to, to, to have some type of understanding of what I'm experiencing? You know, have, have I been jaded? You know, am I closed off to seeing what someone else might be doing? And um, I'm going to tell you, that was a really uncomfortable question to begin to ask myself. Um, so I, I can tell you that I can think of a particular experience where I felt like, you know, someone was really, really with me. Um, and truly, it wasn't because of anything extraordinary, you know, that they done. Um, you know, uh, two ideas come to mind. You know, the, the story links back to the story I shared in my very first podcast of this series, where I talked about the incident where I was called the N-word in, uh, in the happiest place on earth, down in Disney World in Orlando, Florida. And, uh, you know, I was enraged man I don't know if you guys have seen the video with the FedEx driver that's you know uh, talking about his experience when he was almost ran over and spit upon and called the n-word and that guy is just trying to talk through it and he's talking about how angry he is I mean watching that brought back memories but that was a lot like my situation it was finding the words to express myself I could not and I was so angry that all I wanted to do was inflict inflict pain on that guy and um, but I remember being, you know, in the break area, being upset. And my friend Mike, who who looks like the quintessential, you know, uh, Chicago police officer or fireman, he had a, a silly mustache. Uh, and uh, but uh, he was a, a white male, and and my friend, uh, that was a person that day that you know uh, calmed me down a little bit, got me in the car. And, uh, you know, we lived in the same apartment complex, but he invited me over to his place. 
And yeah, we, we drank. Uh, that was the day I got introduced to a white Russian, uh, which is a drink. <laughs> and uh, But we sat and we drank. But what I think most about that interaction, it really is not that we got super drunk or anything like that, even though it was a strong drink. But the takeaway from that was as mad as I was and as bad as I felt in the way that that person had treated me, um, Mike, in that instance, did what I talked about in the previous podcast in episode four. For the rest of that day, he gave me, you know, his goal was to give all he had or, 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 you know, and that was my acronym to give all you have, uh, which is humility, authenticity, vulnerability, and encouragement. And, um, you know, uh, Mike continued to talk to me, um, expressed his own just kind of shock at what had happened um, and uh, did a very good job of just listening to me, allowing me to vent, um, allowing me the space to be angry. Um, and even he was present of mind enough to not try to overcompensate, not try to take on too much guilt Um in short, it, it wasn't so much that he was out with a sign. It wasn't, you know, social media. I think, you know, uh, MySpace was out then. He wasn't making posts and making hashtags, but he was just sitting with me. He was sitting in my pain with me, just wanting to be there, uh, letting me know that I was human, letting me know that he was human and sharing and just good human decency and and calling wrong for wrong. Um, You know, it wasn't patronizing. He wasn't, you know, overly, oh, you're great, Kyron, and the, you know, the sun rises and sets with you or whatever. Um, He just said, you know, that was not, that wasn't right. That should not have happened to you. Uh, Nobody deserves to be treated like that. You know, um, And so just in that moment, him giving me space to feel all the things that I felt, to listen to me, uh, to, you know, encourage me to to say what I wanted to say, uh, to say that I'm not going to be offended in this moment. I refuse to let, you know, my individual feelings hinder what you're experiencing right now. And I think that that meant a lot. So, um, you know, and, and I talked about that, you know, giving people space to breathe. Uh, being a, a sounding board is important. Acknowledging the pain that other people feel, you know, and, and Mike did a uh, an excellent job of that. And I'm not sure where Mike is, but Mike from Orlando, that was a lifeguard. Um, you know, thanks. Okay. And the question also said, let's see. Oh, and, you know, how people have stood in sol- solidarity with the black experiences. Um, you know, one of the things I think people are doing and and I encourage people to do that if you're reading blogs or you're listening to podcasts there's so many people that are saying educate yourself you know uh there there's so many layers to this there's so many layers to slavery there's so many layers to racism so many layers to oppression and to hate and then when we get to systemic racism when we talk about Jim Crow when we talk about the new Jim Crow these are all ideas that that are layered and and complex, and uh, I appreciate those that are that are making the effort. You know, when I see people uh, watching like the video series about um, 
uncomfortable conversations with the black man. Uh, when I see people picking up the book, you know, how to be uh, anti-racist. Um, when I see companies really stepping back and looking at the opportunity to bring on diversity, inclusion, councils and boards and, and leaders, like I think these are I think these these are great things. Right. But the underlying piece to all of those is hats go off when people stop to educate themselves, because there is a gap there that that is just going to be hard to cross without being black. You know, there's just some things because you can't experience it. There's, there's always going to be this gap there. Education is a key part of that gap. And then secondly, being intentional about building relationships from people that are have different experiences from you and going into those relationships ready to learn, not ready to educate, not ready to dictate, but actually ready to learn and being willing being willing to be comfortable with not knowing and possibly, possibly not being right. Um, I think those are some of the things that I'm seeing. And I, I think those are some of the more, more effective things that, that, that are happening. Uh, next, it says, uh, what are some of the ways you appreciated their thoughts, but didn't appreciate how they showed their support? Um, you know, I think when it comes to this one, um, I'm, I'm leaning back on a, on a previous response again. But, you know, again, I talk about getting up every day to give all you have. Humility, authenticity, vulnerability and encouragement. And, um, you know, I, I, I see a lot of hashtags and uh, or I see people, you know, taking pictures with with their black friends or um uh, you know, maybe maybe posting, you know, historical facts about, you know, black culture. And 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 I think that those things are are well intentioned. I, I really do. Um, but my in my soul, you know, there's a part that goes, you know, well, man, is that is that authentic? You know, do you do you really do you really mean that? You know, will, will you stand up for that at the family dinner table? You know, are, are you willing to hold an uncle or a mom or a dad accountable? Not for everything that they say. I, I know that that's taxing, but are you willing to, to make to make to pick and choose when to make stands among those that you're really, really close to? You know, yeah, you did this on social media, but it's kind of like the thing to do. You know, will you stand up and speak? At the you know at the dinner table, out to dinner, at the party, at the game, when a friend makes a racist joke or when they they, they make a statement that slights people of color, you know, will will you really do that then? Uh, so I appreciate a lot of the social media you know support, but you know I'm, I'm we're I'm not just gonna say I'm we're skeptical if that's gonna make it into the real world experience, you know. Can it cross the digital divide, right? Um, uh, another thing that I would say is, you know, with everything that's going on, um, you know, uh, sometimes even in our best efforts to empathize uh, or sympathize, uh, we can we can sometimes uh, um, take on too much of a 
take on too much of a role and, and we make the moment about ourselves. Um, I think that one of the terms that people might be familiar with is something called white guilt. And so, you know, sometimes people reach out to you and um, um, they're sharing thoughts with you. And when you start connecting the dots, it seems to be leading to this place where people want to say, <coughs> excuse me, where people want to say, I'm sorry for being white. And uh, I feel bad when that happens because I, I don't think you should feel bad for being white. You know that you were just dude, you, were, you know, you, you you were born into that. There's nothing you can do about that. And so what happens is it kind of takes on this role reversal where they were coming in to kind of meet me where I was. The situation now kind of shifts to them. And now, you know, I'm finding myself having to play the role of comforter to say, no, no, look, you're OK. It's OK. You're all right. Right. And and so this idea of white guilt, you know, can be something that people of color find themselves trying to you know, console people through or, or kind of, or, you know, something we're trying to go back and pull people through when, when quite frankly, the feeling for us sometimes is I'm already carrying a lot of baggage. I really don't want this particular bag. You know, if, if you're going to check in with me and if, if you're going to really have this dialogue with me, I need you to be okay with being white. That's, that's not where we're coming from. I, what we're asking for really is not for you to just come out and acknowledge all the wrong that you've done or that you may have perceived, but it's simply to come out for you to come out and say, I realize there is a problem. I, I acknowledge that there is wrong going on and I'm ready to take action to help, you know, resolve this or to help rectify this. And so is it's, we don't want you to take blame, but we want you to recognize your responsibility and acknowledge your willingness to help make a change in the future. So 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 try not to, you know, that's my encouragement is try not to, to feel guilty and, and try not to push that off on people of color or to really share or express that with people of color because it, it becomes an extra it becomes an extra burden or an extra weight, and it often shifts the focus of the problem away from what we're going to talk about. So um, I think that that's one of the things to be on the on the lookout for, is that we want to stay focused on on the issue at hand. Yeah. does it for this episode of Kai Green Speaks. I hope you guys have learned or heard something today that will positively impact your lives and help you to inspire change. If you haven't done so, please go over to Instagram and Facebook and follow us at Kai Green Speaks. And also, if you have a question for us, you can leave that question at ask.kaigreenspeaks.com. All right, guys, see you next time.